Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. And uh, it's a little chilly out there, so be sure and to uh, get your coats as you're heading out the door. Give your car time to warm up. Uh, I mean, it's not that cold, but I mean, if you don't want to get into a cold car, I would recommend uh, uh, starting it and getting it ready to go. But anyway, I uh, hope everybody is doing well and uh, you've been marked safe from the uh, erroneous impeachment hearings <laughs> so i don't know about you all i'm so sick of hearing about that and and uh it's just just a bunch of malarkey what they're trying to do it's just it's it's asinine anybody with any sense knows what they're trying to do and it's just getting old quick but anyway uh you know <clears throat> we got to be uh, in our life obviously it's um it's temporary and uh, we're only here for a little while and you know we there's so many things that uh, the devil wants to pull our focus on and and we got to be careful about that. We, you know, it, it, there are things that we do need to, uh, I guess, address, and, and, and that is important. But uh, you know, let's uh, let's make sure we've got our priorities right. You know, some things worth getting upset about, and there's some things that are not. You know, it's easy to get mad about this impeachment garbage, and of course, us getting mad about it ain't going to change a thing. Yes, I would love to get a hold of that little pencil neck up there and. Uh, not exactly show a brotherly love, but, uh, you know, it, it, we can't let garbage like that uh, ruin our day. We can't let one person ruin our day, you know, and uh, so let's uh, make sure we got our priorities right. Let's make sure we're living each day for the Lord and using it to serve Him in a mighty way. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a brand new day. And, you know, I know the holidays are coming up. It's time, you know, a lot of people get stressed out. And I was reading somebody had on there the other day um, about uh, how it takes so long to grocery shop. It takes X amount of hours to make the meal. Everybody eats in 15, 20 minutes. And then uh, there's five hours of cleanup left, you know. And so, uh, so we, you know, a lot of women, men get really stressed out when it comes to the holidays and having to deal with family and those with opposing uh, views, whether it is religious or political or both and uh, so it can make for a very stressful time but uh, let's just enjoy what time we have with our families and the time we have on this earth and let's put away petty differences and uh, any animosity or uh, uh, grudges that you may have let's put those away and let us just uh, enjoy these holidays enjoy this time together and let it honor the Lord let's honor the Lord every day you not just on the holidays but every day let's do those types of things and uh, I think you'll find that you'll be far better off so Let's go ahead and look at our scripture this morning, and uh, give me just a second here. I just realized I forgot to pull it up here on my program. Give me one second here. I don't know what I was having a hard time getting getting the program working this morning. I don't know what uh, what was going on with it here. So, all right. So we're going to look at Titus chapter three, and we're going to look at verses four through six. And so, obviously, if you have your Bibles, get those out. Let's use those Bibles, highlight those, underline those. Uh, let's use those for to reflect on and look back on and uh, so we can study and to help us to spur on our spiritual growth, okay? So, we're going to link this up here, and it says, let me uh, take this off of here. That's not important right now. Uh, so, but, um, uh, well, again, it's Titus 3, 4 through 6. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And uh, so let's uh, let's dive into this and, and see what uh, what this is exactly what we're trying to uh, 
what we're looking at here this morning. All right, so <clears throat> obviously the, uh, the the focal point that Paul is bringing about here is talking about salvation. All right, you know, uh, is is by the love of God that uh, he sent his only son to die for us. No, God did not have to do that. God was not obligated to do anything. Uh, he could have simply wiped us off the face of the earth and start all over again. Uh, you know, uh, he, he, he could have said, you know what, choose me, don't choose me, do what you want to, you know. Uh, it's amazing at those, you know, who deny God, uh, wants to mock and make fun of Christianity. It's, 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 it's getting worse. I've never seen nothing like it. Uh, uh, there's no fear of the Lord anymore, and I don't mean a caring fear. I'm talking about a respectful fear of God uh, that, uh, that we should honor him. And uh, used to, you know, people might not agree, but they, you know, most people wouldn't wouldn't mock God like they do today. It's just, or at least it didn't seem to be. Maybe social media has has made it more prevalent and more, and it's maybe more aware than than I was before. You know, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But you know, even this morning, uh, putting on, I shared an article on my Fighting for Traditional American Values page, and it's uh, talking about Bill Nye in reference to uh, uh, life beyond this world. Now, obviously, he's referring to uh, 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 to another planet that they discovered water, and that you know he's talking about the the main components that make up life. And so, I understand what he was referring to in that uh, scenario. But what I but uh, my caption was the only life beyond this earth is either with that with Jesus Christ. Christ or an eternity in hell. There's only one or the other. Of course, some uh, person on there was um, cussing me and, and uh, wouldn't know what in the world I'm talking about. That's not what Bill and I was referring to. And it's like, I know that. That's, you know, I, I know that that's not what he was referring to. He was talking about life on another world, but the only real life beyond this world is either that with Jesus Christ or that in hell. And, you know, it amazes me, you know, that we have people who deny God. Now, I cannot prove that there's a God. Uh, you know, I can, you know, we can see, understand eternity because we look up in the sky, we say, what's beyond the sky? Well, there's, uh, you know, the, the uh, atmosphere, what's beyond the atmosphere is, is outer space, what's beyond outer space. I mean, just so you can almost prove eternity. You can prove a, a creator. Uh, so to me, to say that you're an atheist is just pure, blatant ignorance and willful ignorance because you don't want to believe. And uh, we can prove historically that Jesus Christ existed. But it amazes me, though, that uh, even in Jesus' time, here he is the Messiah. Here he is healing people. Here he is, is proving his deity that, you know, and yet they still rejected him, you know. So it, it should be no surprise that even today, here Jesus was physically walking among the people and they were still denying him. Uh, and then, so it should be no surprise today that they're denying him still. Uh, but again, God could have sat back and said, look, choose me, don't choose me. You know, and our wickedness, out of our wicked hearts, we would have never, ever chosen God. We would never done it. We were all destined to hell. We are all sin-filled. We are all sinners. We deserve death. We deserve an eternity in hell. But God, out of his mercy, sent his only son to show us the way. He sent his only son to be beaten for us, to be nailed to a cross for us, to be rose from the grave for us. Now, some people have a hard time with that. And they're like, well, how in the world could Jesus die for me 2,000 years ago? Well, you know, I, I'm a sci-fi geek. I'm a sci-fi junkie. I love anything to do with space, time, travel, all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I used to like Dr. Hugh, uh, Doctor Who before they uh, turned it into a feminazi, you know, just like they do with everything, ruin everything, like liberals do with everything else, ruin movies and TV shows. But, uh, you know, so way I, you know, t space and time at that particular time and moment, uh, it, it imploded and, it, and Jesus knew he could see beyond that particular 
place in 2,000 years ago, that he could see into the future. Remember, he's very much God. He's very much man. And he could see. He could see me. He could see you. And he said, I'm doing this for you. You know, it's just like, you know, he was saving us from a very real hell. You know, just like I was out in the middle of the road. You've heard me say this scenario before, that uh, if I say I was trying to walk out in the middle of the road, and uh, or you was were trying to walk out in the middle of the road, rather, and you didn't see a semi-truck coming your way. And I had to run out there, and I pushed you out of the way. And I'm the one that got creamed and killed, but I did it only to save your life. Well, that's what Jesus did. He took our place on the cross. He took our beatings. He took. Uh, he did that because he loved us. And I know it's hard to understand sometimes. It's hard to, you know, but while he was on the cross, he was thinking about each and every one of us. And, uh, you know, and and, you've, and many, and I've, I know I've used this illustration many, many, many times. And, and for those who've heard it before, probably get tired of it. And But it, to me, uh, makes the most sense in regards to what Jesus Christ done for us. And it was talking about Paul Harvey and his uh, Christmas story about the birds. And for those who don't know, if you I know many who've watched this, but I've heard me talk about this before. Just bear with those who have not. But it's at Christmas time, as a man's wife and kids, uh, he was a farmer, and, and uh, there was a church close by, and she kept trying to get him to go to church. He wouldn't do it. He didn't want anything to do with God. So the wife took um, the children and went to church. It was a cold, snowy night, uh, and uh, he's sitting by the fireplace, and, and here's a smack at the window. You know, he kind of sat there for a second, heard another smack at the window and another smack. And he said, like, what is going on? So he gets up and looks, opens, draws back the curtains. And he see these birds where it's so cold out. Uh, they're trying, they're beating themselves against the glass, trying to get to that, the, the warmth of that fire inside the home. So the, the farmer said, well, I'll, I'll open the doors and uh, the barn, turn the light on and go in there and they, they can be, uh, uh, be fine. So he opens the doors. Turns the light on. Well, they keep smacking the window. And he's like, you know, so he goes over and tries to shoo them into the barn where it's warm. They just scattered. They, you know, he's, no matter what he tries to lure them into that warm barn, they continue to kill themselves and smack themselves against that glass to get into that, that home. Uh, and see, so he thought to myself, well, if I could just be a bird for just five seconds, I could show them the way to the light. And then when the, that's when, when the church bell started to ring, and that's when it dawned on him what Jesus Christ had to do. He had to be one of us to show us the way. And so that, you know, to, so when I hear that, like I said, I know I've used that illustration a lot, but it makes it, to me, it helps drive home the point of what Jesus Christ had to do. And then we see here in verse five, not by works of righteousness, but which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the watching of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus Christ, all right, when we come to know him as our personal Lord and Savior, that, um, uh, it is a, a renewal. That's uh, so what we call being born again. That's why we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Uh, it, is, it is by his mercy and grace that he saves us. It's not by works. You know, my wife and I were talking about yesterday about some people that we, we know. And uh, unfortunately, they think you have to, it's by works how you get into heaven. And it, that, that blows my mind. And I'm thinking, you know, there's no... You can't work your way in. You can never be good enough. You can never be benevolent enough. You can never, there's no enough good that we could do that to help us get into heaven. And it just amazes me that people who think you can lose your salvation, that they think that you have to uh, be a, you know, there's, your life would be miserable. You'd always be trying to atone for one sin after another out of fear that you're going to lose your salvation and trying to work. You'd give up. There'd be, there's no way. You know, I know I would. I'd be like, man, there's no way. What's the point? I can't ever be good enough. There's no way I can work my way in. Because you can't. It is a free gift of salvation. And, you know, some people, when we see here about uh, uh, regeneration and renewing, uh, talking about uh, 
uh, well, some would, would equate that to baptism. Again, that is a works-based faith. If you have to be baptized to get into heaven, that is a works-based faith. You know, just like the, the thief on the cross, he could be baptized, but Jesus told him, tonight you'll die with me in paradise. Baptism does not save you. You can be, you can get as wet as you want to get. That will not get you into heaven. That is an outward sign of an inward change. That is a demonstrating the washing away of the old you and raising up in the newness of Christ. That is what that is. And I've had uh, strict debates on it with individuals, uh, particularly those in the Church of Christ, who think you have to be uh, 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 baptized in order to be saved. You know, to me, that's no different than them trying to say you have to be, uh, during Paul's time and such, they try to say that you had to be circumcised to be saved. And, and Paul's like, that's not the case. So you could almost replace circumcision with the word baptism and you get the same end result. That's not how that works. It is a professing and accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior is the only thing that's going to get you into heaven. And, you know, we're not perfect. We're all sinners. We all mess up. But it's by God's sanctification, his regeneration, his love for us that makes us holy, that makes us righteous, that makes us to be able to stand in the presence of God, that regenerates us to make us a new creation in Christ Jesus. We're no longer that old person. We're no longer those things that uh, were in the past, those things that, that led us to death and destruction. All those things have been washed away, and we are a new person in Christ Jesus. Before... You know, we were, uh, good morning, Lee, before we were uh, uh, headed to hell, we, we were we were immense in the world. Those things in the world seemed appealing to us. But when we come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, we're a new creation. It's all things in a new light and a new way. And verse 6 says, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So it's only Jesus' atoning work on the cross that saved us. And, you know, I think some people, they they were raised in legalistic churches. And unfortunately, there were those out there, uh, hey, I went to a Christian school. So trust me, I know about how legalist, how legalist, anyway, you know what I'm saying, how, how they could be, you know, because I had to keep my hair cut above my ears and off my collar and had to shirt, wear a shirt with a collar and girls had to wear dresses. It's just stupid, man. And, you know, I understand setting rules. It was a private school. And I was trying to set rules. And to be honest with you, a lot of kids that went there, they were sitting, they were sent there to straighten them out like a reform school. And it was horrible. I hated it there. I hated it with every fiber of my being. I, I went, uh, when I went to Danny Boone High School, it seemed more like a Christian school than Tri-Cities did. Not to say they weren't good people working there. Not to say that they wouldn't, you know, were, they weren't trying to do the right thing. It's just I was bullied. I was uh, made fun of. And um, uh, it was miserable, you know. And so I hated it. I hated every second of it. And so, uh, you know, we can use things like that to as an excuse not to follow Jesus Christ as an excuse not to uh, to be in church because of bad experiences that we had. Or we can rise above that and, and realize that I need to be in church. I am in need of a Savior. You know, that's why, you know, it's imperative that we preach conviction, uh, that, uh, that, that we understand that we are in need of a Savior. We live in a world where everybody wants to be surrounded by those who agree with them. And anybody outside of that, then you're considered the enemy. Why do you think you got Antifa or Antifa, however you will say it? Or, you know, you got all these people who go ballistic on these college campuses because they're having to hear a, 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 a something that goes against what they think is right or what they believe. Nobody wants to hear anything different. You know, nobody wants to hear, you know, well, I, you know, 
I, I know I'm fat. Oh, no, no, honey, you're not fat. You're big boned. Or, you know, nobody wants to hear anything that's going to make hurt their feelings. All right. The fact of the matter is, a lot of us are fat. I know that I have to battle my weight. You know, uh, there, sometimes you have to hear, yeah, you need to, to, to start eating better. You know, not everybody's supposed to look cookie cutter supermodel, but you need to, to, to eat better. And I've tried hard, but my weight yo yo is really bad. I do good for a while, then I gain 100 pounds. I lose it. And gain, you know, I, I'm bad about that. So I'm the last person to deal with. With, with when it comes to healthy lifestyle. But my point is, nobody wants to hear something that's going to hurt their feelings or make them think. And that's why Jesus Christ and God's word is imperative and important. It is there to make us think. It is there to sometimes uh, uh, to to step on our toes, uh, to to rub us the wrong way. And it, and, it, and, it, and it forces us to look inwardly like, you know, I need a change. You know, if you're going to a church that's making you, helping you to justify your sins, then you're in the wrong church. Our sins should be abhor abhorrent to us. Our sins should disgust us. Our sins, to, you know, we should realize that, hey, the path I'm going on is wrong. Our, the path we're going on is not the right path. I am headed to hell. And if I don't make a change, then I, that's where I'm going to spend my eternal state. That this lifestyle, I don't care if it's gay or straight, uh, the, whatever the lifestyle, if it's outside and contrary to the word of God, then that, you know, you're headed to hell. So you need to understand that we need to be convicted of our sins and not be surrounded by people that always agree with everything we say and do, that we understand that we are in need of a Savior. And we understand what Jesus Christ done for us, then we can accept him as our personal Lord and Savior, accept that on faith, who, which only comes to us through Christ. It's not something we conjure up on our own. Then when we place our heart with Jesus Christ, then we get to spend eternity with him. And But... Um, I think so many people go to churches that just make them feel good. They go away with a warm, fuzzy feeling. And they think, well, I've done, I done God a favor today by attending church. And then they go out, and the rest of the week, you, you can tell them from anybody else in the world that they show no demonstration of, of a, a faith uh, in their lives, that they, they, they act just like everybody else in the world. How is, how is that drawing anybody to God? So we have to be, you know, make sure that you're taking a spiritual pulse and realize there is a very real heaven. There is a very real hell. And uh, a lot of preachers don't want to preach that. A lot of people don't want to believe that there's a hell. Well, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. God don't send anybody to hell. It is your choice. You decide where your eternity will lie. All right. You decide whether you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, or you don't. So if you don't accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you have nobody to blame but yourself if you spend an eternity in hell. That's why it's imperative that we give our lives to Jesus Christ and we live it totally, utterly, fully and completely for him. And uh, and understand God's mercy, God's kindness, God's love, that out of his love for us, that he sent his only son to die for us. That's why these verses are important. Let's, let's look at it again one more time here. All right. Let me hold on here. I'm sorry. Let me get this off of here. But after that, the kindness, again, this is Titus 3, 4 through 6. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. All right. So we see that there. We see in God's word. Time and again, that he sent his only son to save our sorry, evil, worthless hides. And uh, we are all desperately wicked. No one, no, no one knows the heart but God. 
So we see that you live your life totally for Jesus Christ. All right. It's not. It's not to live a life that uh, say you know that that people look at us and and say, well, he's got to be saved because he's just such a nice person or she's such a nice person. You're putting on a front. It's not putting on a front. It's a true life change. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not a religion. All right. You can be religious washing your car every week. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ, and that you're walking with Him, and that you're talking with Him each and every single day. That you understand what Jesus Christ done on the cross for you to save you from a very real hell. God demanded judgment and God demanded payment. And so Jesus Christ paid a debt he did not owe because we owed a debt we could not pay. So let's praise God today. Let's make sure you're putting your hand in the nail scarred hand today. Make sure that you have given your life totally, completely to Jesus Christ today. Don't waste another minute. Don't waste another second. And uh, you can laugh, you can mock, you can make fun of me and any other Christian for our beliefs in Jesus Christ. Hey, knock yourself out. You follow after whatever you want to. You can, you can believe in the religion of science, and it is a religion because you have to have more faith in that garbage than it does to have faith in Jesus Christ. There, you know, it's like a, that book, There's, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Great book, by the way, if you get a chance to read it, uh, Frank Turek. Uh, but um, uh, make sure that uh, you know you, you have, you've placed your heart with Jesus Christ and realize it's not by works. You can't work your way in. You can't buy your way in. You cannot be good enough. You cannot lose your salvation. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, and yes, you mess up, yes, you may have backslidden, but if you've truly meant that, if you truly accepted Christ in your heart, you cannot lose that. And amazing me, those who believe that you can actually lose your salvation. And what a miserable, horrible existence that would have to be to think that every second of every day, that every time my thoughts betrayed me, I'm losing my salvation. That's not how that works. Now, if you if, if you have prayed uh, the prayer of salvation and you just think of some magic words and you just go out and continue to live in the world, that begs the question: What you know if you're really saved or not? But if you truly repent and you're truly trying to live, and you might be have messed up, hey, don't worry. You know God. You know God will. God's not going to reject you just because you mess up. But let's understand this today: that uh, that Jesus Christ is real and He is true. The God of the Bible is real and He is true. And no matter how people try to mock and make fun of our, our convictions, we know the truth. Truth is not relative just because you don't want to believe and accept that truth. So let's live our lives for Christ today and understand there is a real heaven. There is a real hell. And you better make that choice today because we're not promised a tomorrow. Let's have a word of prayer. Now, Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you for another wonderful day. Thank you for the opportunity to spread the gospel message, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for giving uh, your life to save us. Thank you, Jesus, for rising again. Lord, thank you, God in heaven, for sending your only Son to save us, Lord. Uh, we can know that we could we'd never be good enough to get into heaven, but thank you for sending your Son that, uh, that makes us righteous, to stand before you, to be regenerated, to be sanctified and glorified. And Lord, for anyone watching this this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God, watch and protect us this day. And Lord, uh, be with our teachers, bus drivers, students, and parents. Let them get to school and back safely without any problems or complications. Be with our active military, our president, uh, Lord, uh, and just give him wisdom and protection to serve with his family. Be with our police officers. Let them know they're loved, needed, and appreciated. Be with uh, all those uh, prayer requests and concerns that are given each day. You know the thoughts and hearts and minds, and she will intervene in those situations. And Lord, just let it be with this nation. Let it turn to you like never before. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, guys and gals, I hope you all have a good day today. And really, we do. We need to pray for this nation. I tell you, just uh, reading how 
uh, our world is going to hell in a handbasket in a hurry. I tell you, it's, it's only a matter of time for Christ returns. And what you're driving out there, particularly in the mornings and afternoon time, there's a lot of kids just turning 16 and driving by themselves for the first time. And uh, don't be let your road rage get out of hand. Understand some of these kids are going to pull out in front of you. They're still learning. They're going slow. They're nervous. Take consideration. Look in the mirror, you know, and realize see if you see some kid just, you know, just cool your jets here and just take it easy. Now, if it's a grown man or woman trying to be a smart aleck, eh, that's, that's open game. But, you know, I watch my daughter leave each morning. Here she's turned 16 and, and uh, I see these cars flying around her home and it makes me so mad. I can't see straight because i got this new subdivision down here I hate with a passion and uh, it's made the traffic increase big time. So, like yourself, you know, just give some of these kids some room here. They're, they're trying and they're learning. Uh, so keep that in mind you out today. Let's live today for the Lord. And remember, we need to live uh, today as if it were our last, because one day it will be. So if you want to share these devotions, you can always uh, go tell your friends and family, go to Dr. Young 77 on Facebook. And you can also listen to these devotions and sermons on my podcast, the Dr. Young Chronicles, or uh, watch the podcast live on uh, YouTube as well. So hope everyone has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And uh, I pray that you will use this day and live it as if it were your last. Thanks for watching. <music>